Have you ever made a decision in your life, but the outcome of that decision didn't make you happy? Or maybe you didn't get the results that you were hoping to get? Or maybe it just slowed you down even more from getting to where you wanted to get to? Or maybe you even lost an opportunity as a result of making that decision? Well, if those things have ever happened to you, then that's what this episode of Life Chain Secrets is all about. It's all about how you can keep that from happening to make sure that you do more often make good decisions that get you exactly what you want. And we're going to get to that right after this. Are you ready for a change and to finally do something about that feeling inside of you that says you have a different calling in life? To finally go after that dream or dust off that project you've been thinking of creating but still haven't done anything about yet? Do you need some support, direction, or motivational words from someone who has been there and who understands you? Well, if so, you've come to the right place. This podcast is a place to find inspiration for those who want to take control and change their lives for the better. Welcome to Life Change Secrets. Here's your host, Tony. All the things that I talked about in the intro, you know, not being happy, not getting the results uh, that you wanted, being slowed down, losing opportunities because of a bad decision are all things that happened to me too. And um, I started to analyze those things when I started to be more aware and ask myself questions about why I wasn't getting the results that I wanted in certain situations and why certain decisions turned out not to be very good decisions. I started to understand a few things and I started to find in my past certain situations when I did that and I understood why that happened. And the reason that I did that many times was because I made decisions for the wrong reasons. And to give you an example of that, I remember as a kid, I think all of us, um, we all got sucked in to things from our peers that we knew we weren't supposed to be doing. And part of that was because of a lack of clarity about why we shouldn't get into that mischief. Another example was when I was in college and I was playing football, when I was, I think it was my sophomore year, and the coach said, we have too many wide receivers, Does any one of you want to become a defensive back? And I had secretly always wanted to become a defensive back. But I didn't raise my hand because I said, if I could become a defensive back, then I'm not going to be able to have the glory from scoring touchdowns. And so I'm going to stay as a receiver. And that was a mistake. I could have been a much better, if I look back and and was really objective about this, I could have been a much better defensive back. I even liked being a defensive back. But I, did, I wanted the glory, so I stayed as a receiver. And as a consequence, I don't think I was as good as a receiver as I could have been if I had really stayed there for the right reason. Another example was when I was in Nike's European headquarters as the director of sales training and development for all of Europe. Prior to that, I was the sales manager for Europe for the military business, and I had had an opportunity to go from being the sales training and development manager into product marketing for basketball. So I would have been responsible for the product of a sport that I absolutely had loved, and I would have had a lot of opportunities to you know, meet up with uh, NBA athletes and NBA stars and, and go to games and stuff like that. So it was something that I would have really enjoyed, but I opted to stay in sales because I knew that going from sales training and development, I would probably go into one of the countries as a sales manager, and I thought by being a sales manager, I could make more money. 
Well, I made that decision for the wrong reason. That wasn't the basis on which I should have made that decision. And, you know, it's while it's true, you know, all of our experiences combined helped to make us who we are today. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that, having made that decision because and having me having gotten me into sales because, you know, it helped me to, you know, develop some other skills that I might not ordinarily have developed. But if I think about what I really loved and what I could have probably excelled at more and had a lot more fun doing was going into basketball marketing and spending a lot of time around a sport that I absolutely loved. And so I made that decision for the wrong reason. Another example is I went to New York after I decided to leave the company, something that I probably talked about on other episodes of this podcast. I went to New York to study acting after I had left the corporate world. It was something I always wanted to do. I studied acting for a couple of years. I ended up doing some short films, some commercials, some corporate videos, uh, hosting live events, photo shoots. I did you know a lot of different kinds of work as an actor. A very, very enriching experience. And I got some early success. In a period of less than three months when I had started actively looking for acting work after I had studied for a long time, I got two agents. I was submitted for more than 200 auditions, submitted for more than 200 auditions. I auditioned 38 times, and out of those 38 auditions, I got 10 acting jobs and made like $4,500. Now, you might not think that that's great, but I can tell you this. There's a lot of people out there who are new and aspiring actors who would love to have those results. There's a lot of people out there just wallowing around and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to get themselves seen because they don't know the business side of acting. They think just knowing how to act is is enough. So what does it have to do with what I was talking about before? I put together a website called actingcareerstartup.com. I put together an online course that walks people through how to get themselves seen and how to learn the business of acting. You know, and I wasn't the expert. So, you know, just kind of explain a little bit deeper. Not, I wasn't the expert. And so I wasn't saying that, you know, I've been in films with Denzel and Brad Pitt and all those. But if you're not getting any results at all, you might at least want to listen to what I have to say. So that was the basis with which I put that program together. Anyway, over a 10 year period over which I had this website up and running, I answered, I kid you not, about 6,000 questions. Most of the questions were all the same. Got a lot of emails and I tried to answer each and every one of them. And one of the comments that I frequently got was from young people especially, that they wanted to become actors because they wanted to walk on the red carpet, because they wanted to be a star in a film, because they wanted to show their parents that they were right and that they could really make a career out of this. And And one of the things I used to tell them all the time is, If those are the reasons why you want to become an actor, those reasons in themselves aren't going to carry you through the tough times. It's tough being an actor. You're going to have to beat the payment. You're going to get a lot of no's. You have to know not only how to act, which is a a feat in itself. You're going to have to know how to audition. You have to know the business of acting. You have to know how to get casting directors and agents to call you in. You have to know what they want. You have to be able to support yourself. While you do all this, because, you know, when you start acting, it's not just a matter of, you know, going to school and then you just walk in and get a job, just like you do another job. It's not like that. You might get a job, an acting job that might last a day, two days, and then you might for three or four months, you might not get anything. And you have to know what to do to try to promote yourself during that period that you got all this downtime. And so (laughs) there's so much stuff to do that you need to be driven, 
One of my acting teachers used to ask us all the time, he said, did you choose acting or did acting choose you? And he also used to say, if you choose acting for the wrong reasons, it's not going to carry you through the tough times. You're probably not going to make it. Choose something else. Whereas if acting chose you because it's just in your heart and soul and you can't imagine doing anything else, then there's a very good probability that you might not be a star, but you're going to be able to make a living at it and become a full-time working actor. But if you don't have that fire inside of you, then you might as well go off and do something else. And so all that translates into what we're talking about here. I strongly advise anyone, which is one of the things I do in my coaching program, is to help you get the clarity before you do anything. I would definitely not suggest that you leave a really, really good job um, where you're making good money, it's been good to you, you're, you've got a lot of consideration in the company, you maybe even like your colleagues, maybe even you kind of like the job, but you just know that there's a, a different path in life for you, and you know that. But at any rate, before you do anything, I highly recommend getting the clarity that you need to understand what your calling is, what it is that you're supposed to do, what's in your heart and soul. Not just going to get another job to make some money. You know, that's just so, you know, it's just so sad to think that people do that. What is it that's going to make you happy? What is it that's going to drive you? What's your passion? You see what I'm saying? And in my professional career, after I left the company and as a freelance professional and entrepreneur, There have been moments when I have been contacted by people who had some really good ideas. I mean, really good business ideas. I was attracted and distracted by the idea that I could make a lot of money because they sold it to me that way. They were like, man, with your expertise, we could do this and we could make a lot of money. And sometimes I got sidetracked by that. And and I went in that path, in that direction. And then after having wasted some time, I turned back and left that project and got back to what I was supposed to be doing. But I wasted time. You see what I'm saying? One of my old bosses used to say, Charlie Denson, he used to say, if you can't say no, then that means you don't have a strategy. The next time you go and do an interview and they're offering you a whole lot of cash and you're like, wow, honey, this is how much they're going to be offering me. Wow, you know, this will really change our lives. Think about it. Think about it. Believe in yourself. Find what is your passion and go for that, be the best at it that you can be, and the money will be a consequence. You just have to you know, work on yourself. You gotta, you gotta spend time, you gotta spend money, you gotta invest in yourself to try to get to the point where you know that what you're gonna do is you're gonna be successful at it, okay? So how do you do that though? How do you find that clarity that you need to make that next move in your life and to feel good about it? Well, that's one of the things that I help people to do in my coaching program is to help them to find the courage to change. And there are five phases to do that. The first phase has to do with looking yourself in the mirror to get to know better the person who's going to make that change. And that person is you. And part of getting to know yourself better is is getting the clarity. And so what I do is I take people through a series of seven steps in this first phase to help them to get that clarity. And those steps are, first of all, writing the story of their lives. And I've talked about this before and maybe other episodes, and I'm talking about around 15 pages, starting from your earliest memories all the way up until today. 
And the reason that I have people do that is because in that story, there are the clues of what you should and what you shouldn't be doing, what you need to have more of in your life and what and the things that you need to get rid of in your life if you really, really want to be happy going forward. After writing the story, it's time to look at the highlights, the things that keep repeating themselves, the things that keep coming up, um, things that you have oppressed over the years and completely forgotten about. And it brings all this stuff to the surface. The next part is to answer a series of questions that help to complete the story and to complete what's happened in your life up until this point in time. The next step then, number four, is putting everything on the table that you've done up until this point, you know, the writing the story, the highlights, answering the questions, and pulling out the lessons that you've learned from doing all this work. For example, when I did this, I had pulled out 22 different lessons that I learned about myself and about my story and about my past and my life to date. Once we've done that, we've kind of completed the, the part about your past, and now it's time to examine the present. And so we do that using an exercise, a really simple exercise that helps you to see where you are in this particular moment of your life, you know, in the current state that you are right now. After that, it's time to take everything that you've put together now, all the work that you've done, and put that together in what I call a snapshot that will give you a crystal clear idea of all the things that are important to you, all the things that you need to do more of, other things that you do need to do less of if you really and truly want to be happy going forward in your life. And then the last step is to simply do a preliminary analysis to start to think about what your next steps could be. That's what I take people through in 14 days to help them to get the clarity that they need. I call it the 14-day challenge. It's really about, it's not about me challenging you. It's really about you challenging yourself to sit down, take the time to get the clarity that you need so that when you do finally make a move, you're going to really feel good about it. And then, of course, we, we close that out. I also give, you know, for the first 25 participants, I also give them a one-on-one -on -one call with me so that they can really have someone to bounce all their ideas of about all the stuff that's come out of the challenge for them to really feel good and confident about what they're going to do going forward. So once again, if you don't remember anything else about this particular episode, it's about clarity. Clarity will help you to do things and make decisions for the right reasons. And when you do that, it can make all the difference in the world to you being happy, to getting the results that you want, to getting to where you want to get to as quickly as possible and to capture opportunities as they come up. As they say, you can't capture an opportunity if you're not ready for it. So I hope that was helpful. Please take a moment and leave a review. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Let me know if there are any topics that you would like me to cover in future episodes. Stay with me on findthecouragetochange.com, the life you were born to live on Facebook. Stay with me now because you know I got a lot more things to say.